Psalms 103, let's stand to our feet. We'll, we're going to read this uh, chapter. I won't preach long, but I want to read thoroughly, and I want you to meditate, especially on verses 1, 2, and 3, how excited David was about the blessings of God and a warning not to forget it, not to get over it. I'll read the first verse, y'all read the second, and we'll follow along like that. That'll keep some of you awake. Some of you look like you've had a rough day or life, but thank God you're here, amen, and thank the Lord uh, for your attention for a few more minutes. The Bible says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Class, bless, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all his Now David can surely be excited about this next verse. He said, who forgiveth? All thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, redeemeth thy life from destruction, crown thee with loving kindness who satisfies thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. He made known his ways unto Moses. His acts unto the children of Israel. Amen to that. Verse 9. He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. Yes. For as, for as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy. Towards them that fear him. Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. As for man, his days are as grass, as flowers of the field, so he flourisheth. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him and his righteousness unto the children's children. The Lord has prepared his throne in the heavens and his kingdom ruleth over all. Bless ye the Lord, all ye his hosts, ye ministers of his, that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all of his works, in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. You may be seated as I pray. Father, thank you for the wonderful, sweet spirit that we feel in this place. Lord, there's nothing like worship because you inhabit the praise of your people. Lord, there's nothing like your presence. And Lord, thank you for the children of God not forgetting what a blessing it is to be saved and to be protected and God to be provided by our Heavenly Father. So Lord, help us, God, as the admonitions three times in this chapter, to fear you. God, that means reverence you. 
respect you, and thus humbly praise you for every good and perfect gift that cometh from above. Well, thank you and praise you for using this time to help us leave here a little more thankful for all your blessings. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, the Bible says in Psalms chapter 103 that the Lord should have praise from within with, from all our heart. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. You know, what's killing the church today is half-hearted worship. Some people come to leave. Some people come to maybe get a blessing, but the greatest reason you ought to come to church is to bless His holy name, to worship Him. Because I'm going to tell you something, friend. If it wasn't for God, none of us would be here, and definitely none of us would be on the way to heaven. We'd probably be slap dab in the middle of hell. And you ought to be grateful. And folks, here he is a warning. He said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not, forget not all his benefits. I'm afraid to say that America is forgetting God. And if we're not careful, the church will forget God. If you're not careful, you'll get over all the blessings of life. Verse 3, he begins to list some things we should never forget. And I'm just going to give you the list of them. Tonight, we'll preach on it later. And folks, we're prone to wonder, we're prone to spiritual amnesia. Folks, remember when you got first got saved, how excited you were? Remember the first prayer was answered, how exciting you were? Remember the first tragedy you went through, maybe a death of a loved one, and God gave you grace to get through it? How pleased and excited and thankful you were? And then we get over it. We drop out of church. We show up an hour late and come to church instead of Sunday school. We never witness to anybody. We never read our Bible. We never pray. We never shout. We never rejoice in the Lord uh, in private. We forget our home devotion. We forget our personal devotion. Folks, what is it? What, what's the problem? Is David was saying, listen, uh, I, I, don't forget. Don't forget. Just don't forget. Don't get over it. I believe we've lost the wonder of it all. We lost the awe of God's presence. The Bible says in Psalms 150, verse 6, Let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Psalms 113, verse 3, the Bible says, From the rising of the sun until the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. Thank the Lord. And I believe with all my heart, This nation started right. George Washington issued the first presidential Thanksgiving proclamation. I want you to see what our first president said. I doubt the president today will say it. But listen to this. It is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God, to obey His will, and to be grateful for His benefits, and humbly to implore His protection. Gratitude and grace comes from the same root word. They are to go together. We, are ha- we need the grace of God to be grateful. We need the grace of God to be gracious. But folks, we need the grace of God to be thankful because the devil constantly wants, to, wants you to pull yourself up by your glorified uh, suspenders and say, I have arrived here on my own. Well, I want to tell you something, folks. Without Christ, you can do nothing. With him, my, how God blesses. So let me just give you 
uh, five or six things, uh, five things, four things that you should never forget. Never forget. Number one, you should never forget the purging of your sins. The purging of your sins. I want you to notice three verses in this chapter. I'll just try to read those. We'll be out here by 8.30 sharp. because I want you to be sure to know that there is more to come. Look at verse 3. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities. Forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities. Who healeth all thy diseases. Look at verse 11. Real quick. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy. What is mercy? Not getting what you deserve. Towards them that fear him. But look at verse 12. I love it. It says, As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. I want to tell you something, friend. When you're saved, you're forgiven. And I don't know if that's struck your happy bubble as Brother Clay, uh, Clay McNeese. Uh, Dean McNeese sometimes says, but I want to tell you something. They ought to at least strike a smile in your soul and a blessing in your heart that you have been purged from your sins and those sins will not be brought up again because they're under the blood. And thank God you're saved, saved, saved. Saved past tense, saved present tense, and saved future tense. And folks, he's purged you. The Bible says that he sat down on the right hand of God and he has purged our sins and then he sat down on the right hand of God. And the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3, he says, Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Folks, he purged your sin and then he goes and ascends to heaven 40 days after the resurrection and he's, he's ever living to intercede for you and to forgive you if you'll just call on him. And folks, he'll, he'll do a good job of it. He'll cast your sins as far as the east is from the west. What a wonderful assurance. What a wonderful assurance we can have on this Thanksgiving Eve of all thine iniquities being forgiven. Look at the words. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forgetting all his benefits, for he giveth all thy iniquities, all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. And listen, you're saved. And folks, you ought to be thankful. If there's not a, if the Lord didn't do anything else in your life, that save you, you ought to be thankful. And we ought to never get over it. And we ought to be so excited that it's within our soul. All that's within me. It wasn't some passive. He'd, he'd sinned terribly. You know he committed adultery. You know he committed murder. And God forgave him. And folks, he was grateful. He was so grateful, David said, Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that's within me. Bless His holy name. And the first thing He lists, we've been purged from our sins. Let me just list these and we'll go. I thank God that we ought to be thankful and we should never forget that He has preserved us. 
He has preserved us. Yes, spiritually, but yes, physically. Most people think the Lord, when uh, He makes you well after some sickness. Um, I've never seen such a, a thankful person as Brother Austin when he came out of that COVID 28 days on a ventilator and they gave up on it. The doctors just said, call in the family, his life's over. And the Lord raised him up, and I know why, for more missionaries to be sent, more countries to be touched, uh, more, more missionaries to be trained. I really believe that on my heart. But he's so grateful. And folks, he's grateful every, every day, and you ought to be grateful every day. Folks, but how many of us stop to thank God daily for keeping us well? In the first place. I mean, friend, listen. When you're young, you take for granted a good night's rest. When you're old, you just thank God you only got up two or three times. I won't go into detail on that. But listen. How many of you stop and thank the Lord daily for yesterday? And then thank God for today? And let me give you another illustration. How many thank God for every step? Amen? When I went home, I took my little 15-minute power nap. My wife knows about that. I just said, you know, I got to kick out just for a second. It's been a long day, tense, and uh, I just need to take my little power nap. Uh, that sounds old, don't it? But it is, amen? And I have, after 15 minutes, I'm rare and ready to go. My wife thinks I'm a schizophrenic. After that, I just jump up and start charging hell with a squirt gun. Praise God, I'm ready, amen? Thank God, the Lord's energized me. But I want to tell you something. After leaving Brother Henderson, Thank God all the way home that I could drive. Took it for granted. That I could that I could talk and, and that I'm that I'm hungry. That's a blessing. Hey man, some of you uh big eaters, it's a blessing to be hungry, to have an appetite. My wife knows I'm deathly sick when I don't eat. Amen. First uh, first way we knew that brother uh Kevin had COVID, he didn't don't want to eat. And he couldn't taste what he ate. Amen. He's all right now. Y'all, y'all stop moving out of the church. So y'all already exiting. The folks, preservation of our body, every breath is an individual breath. Listen, I heard it at a funeral a long time ago when I was a teenager, and I do remember it. Don't remember much, but I remember this statement: every breath is an individual blessing from God. And then the preacher went on to say, every heartbeat is an individual blessing. From God. And how dare we not fear Him, respect Him, thank Him, and appreciate of this day's health. And I know we, I say we, we pray more to keep people out of, of um, heaven than we do to keep people out of hell. And that sounds real good, but I think we ought to thank God for every day of health. Strength. Your, your body's a tool for God's glory. You ought to thank God you are to thank God today for His preservation. Then number three, we ought to thank God for His protection. I told you about the near miss of the Red Ford. It's black tonight. That was really scary. It's another. There's another Ford in my dead end road. We're gonna to have to do something about that. I don't know what we're gonna do, but uh, they don't have to have so many cars. You ever, you ever seen this? You ought to be thinking about this too. Some of you have so many cars you can't park them in the driveway. <laughs> Amen. Every teenager has one. Say amen. I'll never forget the first time I got a car. It was a 1962 Comet. It was mostly rust, some green. 
praise God, the, the only thing good about that old clunker was the dashboard opened up, hit my date in the knee, and she had to slide over close. Amen. Amen, Brother Steve. You drove some of those junkers, amen, but they were fast junkers, amen. And then all of a sudden, exhaust started coming out the defrost. And so all my dates thought I was good looking after they got inebriated or whatever, amen. <laughs> that was a blessing. Finally had to trade that old car in and saved up money. Had a paper out for about three years. I got me a, ni- a 19, uh, I forgot what it is, 73 duster. You should have called it a demon. Uh, Plymouth had a demon. I had a duster. And I remember I had to push that old comet into the parking lot because they said they would take anything on and trade. And they said, would you go crank it? I said, no, sir. You said if I got that car there, you'd give me a trade in. They gave me $250 for that car. They didn't give me nothing. They jacked up the price when they saw me coming in the driveway. But I ought to thank God. My my mother taught me how to work. I paid for my first car cash. That demon. I mean, that duster. Amen. Metallic blue. 318 in the floor. I mean, straight shift. And I didn't even know how to drive it. But it was a good deal, so I bought the straight. We take it for granted. We take for granted a mom that'll train us and a daddy that's passed out every night drunk, burning the house up, wrecking the cars. But here's a mama praying. And here's a mama getting me up every Sunday morning saying, you ain't going to turn out like your blooming daddy. You're getting up and you're going to Sunday school. You're going to RAs and GAs. You're going to everything. You're going to work day. You're going to everything the church has. And we're going to walk to church. We're going to walk to church. We walk to church. Thank God for a mama that said, you ain't going to turn out like daddy. And thank God the night I was preaching and daddy walked that aisle and he got saved. It was a good investment for my mother to train up a preacher, to pray for a preacher. And his mama used to come down to the altar every, every, every Sunday morning with the flowers that she grew. I pr- I preached in that church in Atlanta just a few years ago and I named the flowers and all the old ladies come and said, that wasn't the name of that flower. I said, well, what was it? And they gave me the name and I still don't know the name of the flowers, these big ones. And she'd put those flowers down on the pulpit and she'd bend a knee and she'd say, dear God, war two messed my son up. He came home a drunk. God, help him. Please, please, Lord, save him. And she'd pray every Sunday morning at Calvary Baptist Church in East Atlanta, Georgia. You wouldn't drive there by yourself now. And she said, raise up a preacher to reach my son. And you're looking at him. God used her grandson to reach her son. And it wasn't my great messages. and It wasn't the power of God on me. It was the power of that mama praying. She used to tell me she would go through the Bible She'd get to a word she could not pronounce and she'd spell it out like Mephibosheth so she wouldn't miss the blessing of it. Folks, I'm just saying, God has protected my life and protected your life and saved your soul. Look at verse 4. We'll close right there. It says, Who redeemeth thy life from destruction. It's only the grace of God you didn't destroy your life in sin. It's only the grace of God that you're saved tonight. 
It's only the grace of God that he spared your life. Here it is. Who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercy. I didn't mean to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. The Bible's going to say it in Psalms 34, verse 7, about this protection. The Bible says, The angel of the Lord encampeth about them that fear him and delivereth them. How about all the plane trips, Brother Jeremy? Good night. First time I went over to South Africa, I said, Am I ever going to get off this plane? I was a nervous wreck because I'm hyper. I'm not hyper Calvinist, I'm hyperactive, or was. Now I could probably just fall asleep or take Dramamine like Brother Kevin. But I thought, man, am I ever going to get there? Then after I got there, I wanted to kiss the ground because I thought, how many hours was I in that, that plane? It was hundreds of hours, Brother Mark. It seemed like about 30. And how many times you've had a near miss on your car? How many times have you been real sick? You came out of that surgery. Day before yesterday, David Gates was having us all pray for Mama. Mama came through the heart surgery, but in recovery, took her last breath. And I want to tell you something, friend. Just because he's a missionary, first of all, he's a son. And he needs God's help and God's grace as he has that funeral service tomorrow. Folks, listen. Gratitude and grace is what we ought to have. We're purged from our sins. He preserves our body and He protects our life. I'll give you two more verses. Lamentations 3, verse 22 and 23. said, It is the Lord's mercies that were not consumed because His compassion failed not. It's the Lord's mercy. I'm not an alcoholic anymore. A drunk. Put my wife through what my daddy put my mother through. And you only know if you lived in it. How sad and how horrible and how uncertain and how scary it is every night. When you wonder if you're going to make it through the night. But look at verse 23. Lamentations 3, verse 23 says, They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this night. And Lord, we just try to praise you and thank you, God, for your loving kindness. Lord, you're, you're a loving and kind God. We don't deserve any of these blessings. We don't deserve another breath, another heartbeat. Another step, another day. But God, you have blessed us. You blessed us to live in America, to live with a roof over our heads, to live with some sanity and peace and quiet in our homes, not turmoil and sin. God, you blessed us on the day that we got under Holy Ghost conviction. Realize we're a sinner. But realize you're the Savior. So Lord, bless your holy name. And all that's within us, we bless your holy name. With every head bowed, every eye closed.
Here's the invitation. We won't be long. Have me to say, preacher, tonight, I'm thankful for God's faithfulness. And I'm thankful that He kept on convicting until I got saved. And I'm thankful, I'm thankful that that night, that day, that morning, that I trusted the Lord Jesus as my Savior. And if I died today, I know I'd go to heaven. And I'm so thankful. Would you slip your hand up high for praise to Him? Then you're glad you're saved. How many glad you're saved? Say amen. And that word can be flippantly said a lot too in the Baptist church. We ought to amen it. Praise God, so be it. Several could not raise your hand and you'd say, Preacher, tonight, I don't have the thanksgiving spirit in my heart. That's because you don't have the Holy Spirit in your heart. Because the Holy Spirit will make God real. The Holy Spirit will make the Lord Lord. And the Holy Spirit will convict you, convert you, and comfort and com be your companion for the rest of your life. Through His Spirit, by His blood, you can be saved. You'd say, Preacher, tonight, I'm not sure I'm saved, but I sure would like you to pray for me because I sure need to be thankful for the life that God's given me. I need to give it back to God. And that's just your intended purpose is to be saved. It's the will of God. Does anyone say, Preacher, please pray for me? I'm not absolutely 100% sure that I'm saved. Some of those testimonies ought to got you on a conviction. But the Word of God most indeed will. Anyone? Say, Preacher, pray for me. Couldn't raise my hand that I'm saved, but I sure would like to be. I didn't ask you if you was religious. Most people are. Didn't ask you as good. Most people are trying. But I want to ask you, have you ever trusted the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ? Anyone? Several could not raise your hand. So I'm pleading for you to be saved. I'll pray for you. I won't come to you. won't embarrass you. I'll pray for you. How many say, Preacher, I'm saved, but I sure need to be more satisfied with Jesus. And I need to praise Him more. And I need to trust Him more with everything in my life. And I want you to please pray for me. Would you slip your hand up as a Christian that needs to praise God more? Amen. i got to raise both. Father, in Jesus' name, of your glory, thank you for this chapter. Just reading it, bless my heart. Thank you for every testimony, every song, the Lord's Supper. God, it's all been to worship you, not to worship each other. And God, I thank you for dealing in our hearts. And I pray for those that will leave here lost, that you'll save them. Before it's too late. God, for all of us, that you'd help us to be more grateful. God, for our loved ones that's fallen out of church, or that's uh, seeking vain doctrine, and Lord, maybe going to a wayward path, God, convict them by our thanksgiving and worship to you that you're real. Well, thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.